Welcome to Transformation. I'm Don Wick from the Red River Farm Network, proud to host this podcast series. Our thanks to CHS Community Giving for making this Transformation podcast possible. Transformation is a partnership between the Red River Farm Network, the Minnesota Department of Agriculture, and numerous stakeholders throughout this region. Our guest is Elaine Fraze, who's a family farm coach, an author, a speaker, and is part of uh, her family farm in Manitoba. Elaine, certainly as we uh, take a look at it, I I describe it as uh, COVID fatigue. We're inundated with that right now. Kind of overwhelming for many of us with with the pandemic, with low markets, weather, and more. Does it get to be too much? Well, I'm calling this time, Don, the great pause. And so I'd like your listeners to just frame what labels are giving their current uh, situation and it says too that hope deferred makes a heart sick and so the hope there's the hope it has been deferred because people are so uncertain of not knowing what the future holds and in coaching terms that's called the neutral zone the place of not knowing or the pain of not knowing and so i think um people really want to get themselves in gear and, and create some new beginnings and uh get some certainty uh, back in their lives so my 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 coaching as a farm family coach would be to just really take a look at what you do have control over and um, the choices that you make every day. I did a blog post at farmfamilycoach.com called One Day at a Time During the Great Pause. And I think that's the best way to manage is just keep taking one day at a time and looking at um, how you're framing your thoughts and attitudes, which translate, of course, into your actions. Lynn, when you say coaching, you're, you're helping folks with farm transitions, generational changes, those kind of things, plus, plus other areas, of course. Uh, are you finding uh, more interest uh, during this pandemic time? Yes, definitely, because I had one farmer say, Elaine, I woke up and I just thought it would be a horrible, chaotic mess if I got sick or worse yet if I died. And He's not making decisions out of a spirit of fear, but he's actually doing a reality check. And his wife was sitting beside me, beside him, through the Zoom call on our discovery call. And she said, Elaine, I just can't live with um, not having my my affairs in order. So it's been a call. uh, And, of course, people have have not been able to do sports. They haven't been able to leave their houses or their communities. And um, so there's, there's no real excuse anymore for not having the time to do this work, on because actually a lot of other uh, community commitments and things have been stripped away. So it, it, it has had the, the impact of causing some people to take a more serious look at, at the what-if scenario and what their contingency plan would be. The other thing I'm finding on the mental health side is if there's already pre-existing conflict or tension in the marriage, or in the farm team and in how decisions are made between the generations. I, I think that COVID has amplified the tension that has already been pre-existing in that family dynamic. And so what, the work I do is to help people look at their current scenario and what choices they have to make in their different roles. And, and you know, farmers are hardworking. I'm a farm partner as well. And, um, are, yes, the hours are long and the weather risks are there and the market risks are there, but we still um, you know, run our businesses with the best decision-making that we can, but there's only so many hours a day, and I keep telling farmers their bodies are not machines and they need to really pay attention to the different roles that they play on the farm. I know you've written about burnout. Is this an issue, do you see, in, in production agriculture? 
Um, very much so, Don. I have a, another blog on workaholism, and I think it's probably my most shared blog. And Dr. Val Farmer, who I'm sure you remember from Fargo, used to say that workaholics are lazy in relationships. But workaholism is, again, the culture of the farm business that you choose to subscribe to or choose not to. And so Peter Drucker said that um, culture beats strategy. So you have a lot of work to get done on your farm. But what is the culture? What do you believe to be true? How do you behave towards each other? And how do you make decisions? And so on our farm, we actually don't work on Sunday. And people think that's weird. But for us, it's been a fabulous practice because it gives us downtime, renewal time, family time, and community time, and our work still gets done, and our employees love it because they know they get 52 Sundays off a year, plus their their regular vacation time. So burnout happens when you don't pay attention to what, to what, how you're managing your time and, and managing your energy, and you know, I'm working with the cattle family right now, and they say, oh, Elaine, we could never do that. I said, you could not. Why not? And what happens in Generation 2, Dawn, is they are not, millennials in Generation 2 who are successors are not willing to get divorced and sacrifice their families, as they may have seen their parents doing. And it's not judgment. It's just different is not wrong. It's a different way of seeing the world and doing things. So even on this cattle farm, where there's three uh, different families involved, I suggest, why aren't you rotating off weekends? You know, every third weekend is free and clear unless there's an emergency or unless it's like delayed seeding or crucial harvest. But even in harvest time on our farm, we don't work on Sundays, even if it's a good day to combine, because we just know that we need that pause and that reset, and then we'll get going again really early on Monday morning. So time is the currency, I think, that people are longing for, and and some people don't keep track of their time, and so they don't realize how how um, overwhelmed they are with trying to uh, manage things. So I think the first thing to do is, is look at how you're spending time. And also, I mentioned your roles. And so self-care, do you have a good morning routine? And I'm a home economist by degree, so I care about your nutrition and your self-care and your physical well-being. So I, I meet lots of farmers... <laughs> The only time they go and see a doctor is when they're getting your medical check for their semi-license. And, uh, you know, that's got some bad stories, too, with people who didn't pay attention to what their bodies will tell, tell them. So I, I think it's a good time also to quiet your mind. And, and uh, the mental health thing, you know, they say with, with COVID and the pandemic, people are spending a lot of time on social media. And that's probably not good for your brain to get all those dopamine hits all day. And there's probably some time that you need to just be quiet and have some have some time just to think and, and let your mind be still. So that's those are some of the things that I think you should really pay attention to. And again, one person may be a night owl and want to be up and doing more energetic things towards the end of the day, which is what our son is. Whereas my husband is an early bird, so he, you know, he's up at five or awake at six and and wanting to do things, and uh, my son is at the other end of the circadian rhythm. So you also have to look at your farm team and, and see where people's energy clocks are set. When you talk about quieting our minds, it, it probably takes on more significance. I just think how inundated we are with all the news as it relates to to uh, the coronavirus, uh, it comes from from everywhere, and then you add in the 
the social media and those kind of things that uh, is a constant. Finding that, that downtime is, is uh, probably a good reminder for all of us. Yes, and I just listened to a podcast with John Ortberg as a guest, and he's, he uh, has just got a new app that I put on my phone. It's called the One Minute Pause. And, and he says even just um, quieting down and, and being, you know, people, people just forget to breathe properly. And, and, and where is it written that you should have your cell phone in the bedroom? I, my, my cell phone is never in the bedroom. It's in my office or in the kitchen. And uh, same with iPads and bed and those kinds of things, too. So there's lots of technology. Maybe we could call it, Don, technology creep where, you know, 20 years ago we didn't have those things and that wasn't happening. And sometimes we need to pay attention to our habits that are, are giving us energy and the ones that are draining us. So, so one of the questions I like to ask is, does this decision give you energy or does it drain your energy? And does a decision feel heavy or light? And for me during um, this time of the Great Pause, I'm highly extroverted and, and highly, I have a high value for richness in relationships. So I get energy from connecting with other people, not on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or LinkedIn, but I get energy by doing what you and I are doing right now, by picking up the phone and having a conversation and making sure that my emotional support group is is well-connected and well-served. And so my curiosity for the listeners is, do you have an emotional support group beyond your farm family? And if the answer is no, why have you let that go? How have farmers been able to maintain those relationships? Even just the normal, you know, having the the ag retailer come into the yard and, and have those conversations. Some Those kind of things have even changed with social distancing. Right. And, and we practice social distancing on our farm. We ask the truckers not to get out of the truck because we have a retail seed business. But as the phases unfold and things become a little more workable, Don. We had one sales rep actually deliver pizza and have and bring lunch to us, to the farm office, just to re- reconnect and start reestablishing that relationship, selling again. Um, and again, you can still have those relationships through um, phone calls or through texting or emails, but the, I would prefer to have the most dimensional communication possible, which would be phone or face-to-face with social distancing. So it's all about permission, you know, asking, are you comfortable with me coming to um, your farm? Are you, are you comfortable coming to my place of work and, and you know, practicing the, the proper protocol for, for the pandemic? But um, we're, we're all adapting and we're all, we're all doing different ways of relating. But, you know, our church has started gathering again because of Phase 3 in Manitoba and with following the protocols in place, but a woman commented it just, it feels so good just to be able to uh, practice being in community again. And so many farms in North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota are, are isolated and they, farmers are already hunking, hunkering down to you know, manage their crops and the storms and the markets and all those things. But they need to forget, they, they need to remember, I mean, that they're part of a larger community. So I, I've just done a webinar recently on, on roles and responsibilities. Everybody has six main roles, Don. So for managing burnout, look, just think about this role map and think about how well are you doing in each of these areas. How well are you practicing self-care? So that's your personal role. 
How well are you taking care of your your marriage or your most significant relationships, your partnerships? How are you nurturing your family? And there's been great stress on families with having children home from school. And so, you know, summertime, July and August, before uh, those responsibilities come back again, would probably be a really good idea to play, have fun, and, and maybe even do some training on the farm for different roles that way for your kids. Then there's the work role, which is farm. But for many women, it's farm plus kids plus off-farm job. And that off-farm job may have now moved on to the, the home office. And then there's, after the farm work role, then there's friend, which I mentioned about the emotional support group. And then the last piece, which you're mentioning, is community and how uh, people who have relationships with you and how you show up in community. So if you look at those six key roles, what I challenge listeners to do is just write down on a piece of paper, self, couple, family, farm, friends, community, and just look at those and say, how well am I doing and which one of those roles is out of whack? And I think for a lot of farm men listening to this, what's out of whack is they haven't taken time to rest, renew, play, and connect. And those are the three points of resiliency. So Dr. Nikki Gerard, who's a really well-respected psychologist in Saskatoon, Canada, did a study called What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger. And she found that three ways of resiliency is communication, connection to community, and celebration. And so if you haven't celebrated or gathered or, or you know, had, had something to, to um, be light about, think about what can you celebrate. And, you know, we've seen all these things on, I don't know if you watched the YouTube Some Good News with John Kaczynski, but it, it was very... Um, encouraging during the early days of the pandemic and all through to see the really creative ways that families could create a sense of fun, even though they they could only do it within the confines of their home. So I really encourage listeners not to think that their life has to stay the same. So do you think there will be some long-term ramifications of uh, this, this great pause, as you say? Oh, absolutely. I just, um, talking to people about and, and the reading that comes up on, on the Google News kind of thing is, is one of them is, is really sifting out what's truly important. And so in my world, I have a high value, as I said, in terms of relationship. I think materialism, the amount of stuff people want to go out and shop and buy and, and collect. Um, diff, you know, there's been a lot written about how many people have married, uh, read the work of decluttering by uh, Marie Kondo and and gotten rid of stuff to kind of decrease the amount of things that they need to manage. Um, in farming, um, you know, the, the technology is there to connect in lots of dis- different ways. And um, another new company in Canada, AgVisor Pro, has seen a real big increase in their business of, of, of people now embracing doing things online. And you and I were speaking earlier about ag shows and virtual field days and, and the way that we want to learn and grow um, yes, I'd love to go to a farm show and actually meet with people and, and see their eyes and see the tears in their eyes or see the happiness in their eyes. But right now, um, there has been a significant shift, on as to how people are willing to learn through online learning. But you did talk about COVID fatigue. I'd also call it Zoom fatigue because you can only stay in front of a computer for so long and you need to find 
different ways to engage. So all of my professional speaker friends, are, especially the ones that are invo involved in um, online learning, have seen a significant shift towards uh, a greater acceptance of, of that being a way of, of getting information. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, and it'll be interesting to see how quickly we forget how nice it was not to be distracted by being overcommitted. And so I think some people will also now feel a stronger connection to family. I know some kids don't want their parents to go back to work outside of the home because they love seeing their parents so much. Um, there's also been an effect on marriages with divorce um, because, again, as we said earlier, if there was underlying tensions before COVID, that just got amplified during. So I, I, I'm not a, a, a prophet and I can't foresee the future, but I know that everybody needs something to look forward to. And if you can create that even within the constraints of what's happening right now, maybe what you've done is reset and recrafted the life you've always wanted. Good, uh, good advice. Elaine, if folks want to uh, find out more information, and you got a, a very active website, uh, can you point us in the right direction? Right. So uh, all they have to do is Google farmfamilycoach.com. Um, I'm also now certified as a virtual presenter and have lots of uh, online presentations. I'd be happy to serve your listeners, Don, and their associations. Uh, from the safety of my farm and also um, the homes and businesses that are represented by your listenership. So I also have e-books and an audible book, audible book called Building Your Farm Legacy for farmers who keep telling me they don't have time to read, but they do have time to listen to podcasts. So thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm a big consumer of podcasts as well, and that's how I continue growing and, and continue learning. Our thanks to Elaine Fraze, and a reminder to all of you that our Transformation podcast can be found online at rrfn.com forward slash transformation. You can also find it in all the typical podcast places, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, your Alexa system as well. Transformation is a partnership between the Red River Farm Network and the Minnesota Department of Agriculture. Support coming from CHS Community Giving, and we have numerous stakeholders that include the North Dakota Farmers Union, Minnesota Corn Growers Association, and North Dakota Soybean Council. Until next time, I'm Don Wick.